series. I don't even know. But uh, I'm one host, Jim Gass, joined by Mike Smitty. What's up? Corey Feinstein. Hey, yo. And Tony Gorgonakis. It's Captain Falcon. They said it. It's Captain Falcon. They yeah. said it in this episode. It made me giggle. This is a uh, spoiler cast for those obviously tuning in. So if you haven't seen the end of ending of or any of the show of Falcon Winter Soldier, just be warned that there will be spoilers talked about here. Uh, we've talked about this show quite a bit during the podcast, and we thought we'd just give this a little bit of a, a run through actually of what this was. Um, yeah, so we watched the final episode, guys, and uh, just kind of continuing on from our conversations last week. Uh, pretty good finale. Um, I got to say, like, love the costume. Love the costume. Costume looks awesome. I thought it looked, he looked like it looked too bulky. I don't know. I don't know. It was straight it out of the comic. Like, so. I don't know. Maybe it's just the neck thing. It made him look a little uncomfortable to me, but it's fine, I guess. I think I think it looked great in it. Um, I was that that is really a badass costume. I think it looked awesome. Um, kind of tied in the older Captain America costume, and you know what I mean, and and you know the Falcon costume. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that was a cool little mix, and yeah, I, I it was good. I mean, this show is um, I don't know. This it's not really much for spoilers. I don't think. Like honestly, if if I feel like in this show, not to I always start with negatives. I feel like this show, um, if you don't watch the show, you'll be fine knowing that he's Captain America because you already know that from the Endgame. So I don't think it. It's a nice little like companion for those who want to get more, but it's not a necess- necessary watch. That's what I'm thinking. I guess yeah. you could say that about like a lot of things though with Marvel, but it's, it's you don't need to like everything is its own thing. Like I don't know, it doesn't need to be part of a bigger thing to matter. But it's just no. one of those things. I mean, they do that in comics all the time, where it's like, hey, this character suddenly somebody else or some new title and stuff like that. And it's like, when they show up in like a, a, a group based comic, it's like you're just expected to know this and roll with it and be be cool with it. And it's like, oh look, you have to be like Origin or like you know the Number Zero issue or something stupid like that. Or it's like, oh, this is how that character got the mantle or the title or the thingamajig or the MacGuffin, whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean. It, like, it's like if you read um, Star Wars stuff and you read like a, a comic book, it's on, like about the side character. They usually do a nod in the movies for that, but it's not like necessary information. It just adds to the story if you know it. That kind of thing is what I feel like this is. Right, because I mean the thing is at the end of Endgame, it's Steve passing the shield and the mantle, I guess uh, metaphorically, yeah. to Falcon. Um, and there's some hesitance, but there's not like an absolute rejection of it. Um, so yeah. if you didn't watch this, you, you could just skip to the next Avengers were like, the yeah. rumored, which we'll get to in the movie cast, yeah. the Captain America four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, guys, uh, last episode though, again, um, I, I didn't like the villain, this whole show, like th- what turned out to be the main villain. I didn't think they were that strong. I think a Baron Zemo villain would have been good at the end, but overall I thought the action was excellent. Like I loved that. I loved, I actually loved you as agent more in the end. I really liked his, uh, his turmoil on his character. I really think he's got a pretty good future. Yeah, I was surprised. I was definitely surprised by his his characters. I guess. I, I mean, didn't. I thought there was gonna be a different. I thought they were gonna do something different with him. But I didn't quite understand what was going on throughout most of this episode. <laughs> like there was like multiple helicopters, and I was confused which one were like the ones you wanted to crash and which one. There was two crash. helicopters. One of them was like an unmarked one, and one was like a news helicopter. It was, it was just confusing to me. Uh, 
and I also, I guess everyone's cool with uh, with uh, Walker now just because he grabbed a Brinks truck of senators who you're not supposed it's to redemption. like. Redemption. I mean, <laughs> like he killed a terrorist, and in in the heat of the moment when his friend got killed, it, arguably, obviously, it's not something you want to see a superhero do, but it's something you can come back from. I'm not saying he's yeah. going to, but I think he's well, kind of the teetering character always. I think he's well, going to Right. Well, the whole, I mean, the whole thing is, you know, the same senators that just condemned him, he, you know, he helped so, save their lives. So mm-hmm. it's not going to be like, they're like, hey, you, we told you not to do this. So, you know, get in jail or whatever like that. But to go back just a minute ago, I agree with Corey. And Corey and I talked over the weekend, and we'll get to the in the movie cast why. But um, I was seriously expecting, like, this whole conflict over Carly. And, Jim, to your overall point, I do agree with the main villain uh, Carly and the and the Flag Smashers yeah. were, were definitely the weakest aspect of the show. But in my head, going into this episode, I was like, oh, clearly the thing is going to be, you know, uh, Falcon versus or Captain America versus Carly versus Walker. And it was going to be a battle of Falcon trying to take her in um, versus Walker trying to take her out. And in my head, you know, that 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 was what it was going to be. It's going to be like this three way battle um, and stuff like that. That's what I had in my head. Obviously, they went a different direction, which. You know, whatever. But in my head, like I think that would have probably played out a bit more interesting in my mind, because like mm-hmm. it totally did feel a little weird in this. And <laughs> this is because it's like he forges his own shield, and I mean, whatever. It's comics. I don't really think about this kind of stuff too much. But it's like, oh, so you know blacksmithing, blacksmithing or, yeah. or, or whatever. And it's like you spent all this time just making a shield. You can fucking paint it professionally. Like, okay, whatever. I buy that. You know, it's comics again. Oh, oh, badass man, Walker. Yeah, yeah, Walker. Yeah, I Walker. thought I assumed that Elaine Bennis provided him with all his extra. No, bullshit. no, the well, end of episode five, uh, during the oh, post. You see him, yeah, you see yeah, him building like, it. Like yeah. Oh, was there another post credits? Yeah, I yeah. In the, in the season before, in the, yeah, like the there was two post credit scenes in the episode oh. prior to this one. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't watch that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it doesn't really. Matter, it's just funny because it's like he shows yeah. up gets trounced this the shield can, can't take a beating at all i'm just like dude like what was the point you know and stuff like that anyway yeah. um i i do kind of like that uh, he did have the conflict though of whether to you know seek the vengeance or you know do the right thing or whatever like right. that and i think it does add complexity to his character uh as u.s agent and you know the thing that i want to highlight is i think from the previous episode when he was um talking back to the senator is that how he is what they made him to be, what they wanted him to be. But as soon as, mm-hmm. you know, he does something that, you know, they can't publicly defend, then it's like they throw him away like trash and stuff like that. And I think it's a good, you know, uh, analogy to how it is today. You know, I mean, uh, without getting too political, but like anybody in the U.S. military, um, they're asked, they're trained to do terrible things. They're asked to do these terrible things. And then once they're we're done with them, they come back and like, you know, they, they don't have the best support, you know, whereas, mm-hmm. you know, in, in Steve Rogers day, you know, World War Two, it was like, hoorah, you know, the troops are coming home. And we've all seen the pictures in the history books and the parades in New York City and, you know, elsewhere and stuff like that. They don't have that these days. They don't have that kind of stuff. You never see like welcome home to the troops or anything like that. I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying it's a different thing. And he's totally right in that, like the Captain America of 1940s and stuff like that is way different than the Captain America of, you know, 2020s right. and stuff like that. Um, whether that's good or bad, right versus wrong, whatever. I, I, I just think it's the reality of it. And I think him as U.S. agent will be a bit more um, 
conflicted and he'll have those same decisions to, to be making as a character if we continue to see him going forward. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 It seems like they set up like, I mean, Captain America, like we're saying like he has an image to portray uh, publicly that can't, he can never waver on. Whereas I guess us agent, he's, you know, the guy's going to go it's behind the scenes. And be, exactly. Do the things that need to be done for whatever. Yeah, he's like the winter soldier equivalent. Really? Right. Yeah, think. exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just, <clears throat> yeah, I didn't, I, I agreed completely with the, the villains. Like, I thought it was very interesting in the beginning. Uh, it's like, all right, we got this, you know, minor group that's gonna play a small role <laughs> in this whole thing, and then it turns out they're gonna be the main villains throughout the entire thing. And then the looming threat behind all this happens to be like, you see a mile away, like you see it coming, like in episode three. I'm like, yeah. okay, it was like we were talking about it on the podcast, so yeah. And so it's like, I just was expecting something a little bit more you know surprising i guess interesting <laughs> yeah i mean it's fine that they do this and, and all that but it's like it just seemed it definitely seemed like they needed to adjust some of the storylines a little bit and because like even with the ending of the flag smashers and how their their the friends you know go out it's just like oh okay we're like we're just going to like take care of everybody right right now uh so it was just it was weird um yeah, no super soldiers except for now, U.S. agent, I suppose, and Winter Soldier, Bucky, or not Winter yeah. Soldier, but well, that we know of. Yeah, I mean, there's... yeah, I don't know. So. Again, like the flag smashers that were sort of weird to me, and I'm, and I was con- like, I was trying to remember who exactly they were fighting for, because so they don't want the people who are have moved into other people's houses or homes during the five-year period to be forced to leave for the people who are back. But then where are the people who are back right now? Is I don't know. Like it, the, it was a real conflict. I don't know. No, a I Jerusalem mean, conflict or something like that, right? Isn't that the, isn't that the whole parody? Uh, that the parody, you know what I mean? Like the similarities, is, it just reminds me of that. Like the, the, the people that have up and left have come back they want their homes back, but they can't have it because somebody else is living there. That kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. It, it was strange. I also think it's funny how the one senator acted as like the president of the world. <laughs> but, um, you know, so I, I the flag smashers were boring. I, I didn't really understand by the end of this, after everything, the, uh, the whole idea about how Carly was supposed to be so sympathetic. I was just like, yeah, kill her, get her out of here. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah. And they, she they, seemed. It's, it was hard for her character development. I feel because like yeah, they kind of were going in a direction. There, there and then was they, none. There was U-turn. none. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, so like, and I feel like yeah, it's just out of. I mean, her like, development oh, just was going to kill people increasingly like, more extreme. And, right. And it seemed like there are these storylines with the other characters that never went anywhere either. Like. They kind of have yeah. doubt in her at some point. Yeah, everyone else is like, matter. uh, okay. Yeah, like she said something, everybody's like awkward. It's like, she's like, you know, uh, one world, you know, one, and like, they're just standing there. She's like, one world. I'm like, one people. I was like, all right, it's awkward. Uh, I've been there before and stuff like that, like team meetings and stuff like that. It's like, ah, okay. Uh, but the thing is like, you know, we talked about this over the years with um, like the various um netflix marvel shows and stuff like that how about how you know 13 episodes uh you know 50 minutes each 
you know, they, they start to long, run a little long, and you're just like, hey, we probably could have shaved an episode or two down. Uh, whereas with this series, I feel like it was the opposite. I oh, feel like if we had, smart. yeah, I feel like if we had one or two more episodes to give the Carly and or the Flag Smashers a bit more nuance to yeah, it, because like, like the thing is, like, I could totally I, I see. Like yeah, yeah, they just didn't focus on them at all enough to give right. us anything for a villain. Like, like I totally get their plight because I mean the thing is, if you think about it just on paper, it's like okay, so half the world just disappeared uh, from the snap. Uh, I mean, I can't even imagine how much that would devastate like the U.S. economy. I mean, we've seen in the past year just how one ship in the fucking canal like yeah. just dropped, yeah. screeching halt to the goddamn uh, supply yeah. chain worldwide, basically. Um, so. To be like, hey, all you people that, you know, didn't have jobs, didn't have homes, come to our countries, we'll, you know, give you jobs, we'll give you food, you know, shelter, et cetera, et cetera. And then all of a sudden people come back and like, hey, get the fuck out of here, make room, like, that's that guy's house or something like that. I can understand that from a moral standpoint. I can totally understand that. And they started off with it, but they never went anywhere. And they didn't show it, like, really that well after the first two episodes about how, you know, that affects the common the common people it was just kind of like, oh, they're fighting for that. And like, as Mike's saying, they just became more and more extreme as they went on. Like, there's that one episode where they tied those people up and then they like started leave. And then suddenly like they blew the building up. And even her one friend was like, what the fuck? And she's like, well, they were hoarding it all anyway. They, were, they had no plans in using it. So whatever. And it's just like, okay, so like you're not really getting sympathy points from me if you're just like blowing things up and becoming literally at that point, just, you're just a terrorist. You're not even like uh, terrorist, yeah you know, a, a rebellious group or a faction or anything like that. Um, they really needed to tone that down or at least, you know, wait a bit more, you know, maybe like as they were getting desperate, I could see that, you know, and stuff like that. But, you know, whatever it happened, it's uh, it's a nothing really in the end. And uh, I was kind of like, eh, maybe there's something to go with this in, uh, afterwards when they're loading the remaining uh, survivors up into that truck and then like the one FBI or whatever the fuck it was, SWAT or whatever. It's like one world, one people. I was like, ah, oh, god damn it, they're gonna get away, and then all of a sudden it just blows up. I was like, did not see that coming. I did not see that. Like, fair. Are we supposed you. to have any ideas or know who that old guy is? That's the yeah, Baron Zemo's guy. Yeah, who was in earlier? Baron Zemo's butler. Baron Zemo's servant. Oh, okay. He was in earlier. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. I, that's why I cut the Zemo directly after that, where he's just like, hmm. Like, nope. through his books, like you know, like one yeah. last troll from. Zemo and stuff like that. I thought it was cool he did that. It makes him kind of relevant from the from the cell from well, Wakanda. I mean, see, the thing with Zemo, the thing that I found interesting with him is I always you always expect him to like be a hypocrite eventually and be like, I want power. But no, he always consistently was just like, I'm gonna no more super yeah. soldiers of any type. Be consistent, so, I mean, and that that's what I villain. liked about him. Though that's that's what I liked about yeah. him because. Any other villain in this goddamn universe or any other comic book movie, when he had that chance in, what, episode three or four, where he, like, he had that one serum, would have 100% without a doubt taken it. And instead so he just, like, starts destroying it. I was like, good on you, Zemo. You have your principles. You have your morality. Even though, you know, it's like, what, like, chaotic evil, I, I guess, you know, where it's like, sometimes he does, you know, most of the time he's doing bad stuff. But it's like, hey, this one or two times, you know, he's doing stuff for the greater good. So I, I get it. Um, but yeah, I loved his character. Uh, if we're talking about the series overall, um, I did like Falcon growing into the Captain America role personally, just because, um, you know, the whole thing yeah, about not feeling 
uh, like he could live up to uh, Steve Rogers standards or fill in those shoes. But with Isaiah uh, meeting him, you know, those two times, it gave him that purpose, that meaning that like, you're right, you know, I don't have to be Steve Rogers. I can be my own person and stand for my own things uh, and give people their own thing to believe in as the Captain America title. So I personally really like that. Um, and I hope they obviously yeah. continue uh, using him in that role and excited to see where that goes. Did, did, he, yeah, did he have them make that statue or was that hidden somewhere the whole time? <laughs> I'm assuming he had to make that statue for Isaiah. Yeah, no, he... He wrote his. I mean, he wrote everything in this show. Like, I mean, Sharon and. Oh, oh yeah. okay. We got to talk about her though. Is she a villain now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so, feels uh, like it, but and like that's to me the most uncomfortable thing about the series personally, just because I feel like going through what you know the few movies that Sharon Carter has been in, um, and especially being uh, Peggy's niece, it just feels really weird that she's like she got like. The whole like woman scorn kind of thing is like fuck America, you know, fuck the system, this that, and the other thing. And like, I, I don't know. I don't want to jump to conclusions, but I'm personally hoping that it's not actually her and it's just like a scroll or something like that. It probably won't be, that but that's why, that's why. Yeah, I saw a theory online actually, and I, I think that's not a bad that, theory to be for a scroll. Do you but... think a scroll would be like into just money though? Like that seems weird. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I also thought like you know, it's powers. It was, Again, it was obvious and like the least interesting choice to have her be the shadow broker to begin with. Power broker. Power, whatever. Power, yeah. Um, shadow broker, somebody else. Yeah. Someone else who. Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. I One of my things was I kind of wish we had a little more of what was going on with Bucky. He sort of got pushed aside pretty much. He had like one episode. No, I think like, he had pretty good. Stuff. I liked. I liked his arc quite a bit. No, I liked his arc quite a bit though. Like I think like him as a solo character doesn't work. Just like I think same thing with um, Sam. But I, I just feel like his redemption arc. I, I mean, him at the end here telling that guy, you know, who he killed his son. Uh, that was like the whole buildup, and I think that was a huge thing for him. This whole show, I really, I really like. Right. I appreciate, like, I appreciate that moment. Sure, yeah, but I, I just want to spend a little more time with him. <laughs> no, no, I definitely agree. I definitely agree, and I feel like um, Sam, like one of Sam's points uh, when he was talking to Bucky at the end of the, I don't know, the powwow community building thing. Um, where he's like, hey, that wasn't really you uh, making amends. That was you avenging. And it's like, he's totally right about that. Like, he wasn't truly, you know, doing the, you know, um, mm -hmm. right. He was just doing what he felt was, you know, justice and stuff like that. Um, so him going to uh, the old guy and telling him about his son was, was absolutely a pivotal moment. Um, and I, I kind of wish they, they had just given that scene a few more minutes, like even like two or three, just cause it felt so abrupt. It's like, you know, he was killed while I was like the Winter Soldier, and like that's it. Um, and I get you could do that, but like I just wish they would have lingered on it and just delved into it a bit more uh, personally, just because. I mean, a slower build up to reveal. Yeah, I think that would have been like you yeah, know, just a little bit of and a little yeah. bit of like. It's okay, so was that like, the end of the conversation? Right, Did you just right, walk right, out, like, or what right. happened? Like, like he sees, like you know, the next day or whatever, like he sees him like eating at the the restaurant, and the girl that he like totally just blew off. Right for himself, uh, but yeah. it's like okay, so like, are they 
cool now? Like, is does the guy have like a sense of peace now? Like, I guess we're supposed to infer that because he seemed happy still and and whatnot. But uh, I, I just wish they they'd given that a bit more because like the thing to, to me is like Bucky is like one of my favorite characters in the MCU just because you know especially now because like he doesn't have Steve Rogers like he's truly the last you know man displaced out of time. Uh, and he's so fucked up from that whole, you know, Winter Soldier, like, you know, Hydra programming thing. Like, that really is, to me, like, a fascinating thing for a character to go through because, um, you know, the, from him saying, like, I remember everything um, in, in trying to make up for that is huge. Um, and the one thing I really did like about the finale <laughs> was uh, just that conversation between him and Zemo at um, wherever it was, uh, where he was, like, pointing the gun at him and... You know, decide not to kill him and just turn him over to the um, oh, the Wakandans. Yeah, the Wakandans. Uh, I forget the the military group's name, but uh, and you know, I thought it was a good step for him because you know the Bucky of like pre this series probably just would have killed Zemo and stuff like that. So yeah, I mean, I think he had a pretty good amount of growth for the limited amount of time he had on screen. I understand what Mike said. You want to see more because he's a he's a very interesting character. And he's he's made like how many movies has he made like being that companion like. Winter Soldier was amazing because of him. Like, I feel like that was like, that was, that movie was elevated just because of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think even in Civil War, I think he had a great um, role in that. So I was like, you know, um, I felt like, I don't know, he's, but he's, he's a good companion. Like that, I mean, that's really this character. I think it's a great addition to the story. So he's, I don't see him ever getting that yeah. center role. Yeah, and it's um, you know, he does. There's a lone wolf vibe to him though, a little bit too. I, I don't. Yeah. I wouldn't be like I, I see him more as like you know someone who would try to be alone and reluctantly like get people with him. <laughs> people with him like a bat- yeah. Yeah. like yeah. sort of like a Batman thing where it's like yeah, you know, a family comes like along. It's like, a little ah. bit of angel, you know. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a past life where he was an awful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, trying to atone. vibes. Yep. yep. And the one interesting thing I really wanted to, to mention, too, was uh, I saw this interesting comparison tweet online about how leading up to the finale, if you compare Falcon's um, viewpoint, actually, ironically, on uh, Bucky in um, Winter Soldier, how he's like, hey, you know, what if like, when Captain America's like when Steve is like, I have to rescue him, I have to save him. Falcon's telling him, like, hey, I don't think he's the kind of guy you save. He's the kind of guy you stop. Right. That was his viewpoint on Bucky. But then in this series, you know, he was really trying to save um, Car- uh, what's her name? Carly? Yeah, Carly. 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 Yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. So I just thought that was kind of like an interesting nuance to Falcon's character, too, and like how he grew, you know, because back in the day, he probably would have been like, yeah, let's fucking kill Car- Carly. Like, let's do it. Let's just fucking strangle this teenage bitch. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I think that I like, how she I mean, became that's, the that's, leader of that group. I don't know. <laughs> first win for maybe first super soldier i don't know but personality man uh, i guess i don't who knows yeah. but yeah it's it's one of those things are just like again not very interesting villains for the series and you have these characters that are super cool like uh, winter soldier like such a badass character obviously he's reformed a little bit you know trying to gain forgiveness and become a better person obviously back to what he was and you know Sam's struggling with being Captain America or trying to or stepping into that role at least, but yeah the villains just did not meet yeah. expectations at all yeah. and it just yeah. it really brought it down for me as far mm-hmm. as what we got from like with WandaVision I felt that that was a much more interesting story because of everything going on there 
uh, and the ramifications it has on the universe. Where here, it's like, all right, we're setting up maybe a cat four. That's why I'm saying, like, that's why being in this podcast, I was mentioning that, like, if you skip this and just watch Cap 4, I think it'll be perfectly fine. But I do feel like WandaVision is a really good watch for Doctor Strange because it, like, really develops Scarlet Witch. Yeah, It really does. I mean, so that's a a Scarlet Witch, like, origin, even though she's been around for a while. Like, Well, this is a a Sam Captain America origin now. Yeah, I know, I know. But but I feel like... You need to see that because you didn't see him as... You didn't see him as broken as, you know, no, Wanda was in the I other think movies. WandaVision was more about, you know, more essential to her character, I would say, yes. than, than this yeah. is to yeah, Captain so Falcon or whatever we want to call him right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I think that's it, right? We covered everything. We're all good. Anything else to add, guys? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited for more of these television shows, like really? a couple of new we'll characters. I mean, I'm, I'm excited for like even the new ones, you know, like Hawkeye and She-Hulk and Miss Marvel. Like, yeah, I want to see some of these newer yeah. characters on screen as well. Yeah. This this one was it was okay. I uh, okay. I'm lower. I'm gonna lower my expectations a little bit from how they were the beginning of Wandavision <laughs> to like the end, and then this one. Yeah. It's, it's okay. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not. You know. Yeah, I'd essential. probably give it like. Yeah, I'd probably give it like a. I don't know, six and a half, seven overall. Like yeah, I still I'd enjoy this. Seven, seven. Some of the highs I think were really good, but some of the lows were kind of low. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely, I'm not excusing it, but I think the COVID obviously between like the actual storyline, uh, you know, kind of being like, Hey, you probably should yeah. not include this, uh, you know? For yeah. I'm year. curious too, because this was supposed to be the first one. As right. Well. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it being the second one. So the combination of it actually having like somewhat topical, controversy plus the actual production development delay of the show i think really hurt it more so than it, you know did wandavision or even loki and stuff like that so yeah. it's unfortunate that's the world though um so i'm hoping you know uh, the next series uh, will just be better you know yeah continue improving you know just kind of like you look at marvel phase one and at the time we're like yeah these are, these are good you know and it's like it, in my opinion it just got better from there so i hope uh we have that scene. See, see my problem yeah. is I, I can't help but compare compare these to Marvel Netflix. And I think at least the early seasons of all that, except for uh, um, Iron Fist, were better than these by a bit. But whatever. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, like I said, this was an okay series. Not something that is a must watch, but it's a great, it's a good like addition story for these characters. But it's like almost like. Oh, that's awesome! Thank you. Sir. I knew it was going to activate. I knew it was going to. Activate. <laughs> I, I mean, if you if you were a big Falcon or Anthony Mackie fan, you want to see him get his due. Like this is this is it. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. I think it's going to wrap up this uh, spoiler cast bonus round edition. Uh, thanks for tuning in. You can write us all you can geek at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. Like us on Facebook. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe and like button. Check out the movie cast coming up and the game cast. We'll see you guys soon.